welcome this is the sample access podcast and this is the voice of nelson i am not doing this alone i have my boss in the building um mr master big man the engineer himself Mr. Master Quega. First of all, I'm not your boss. <laughs> Second of all, I think I'm beyond master. Oh wow, that's good. Uh, that's good. I don't even. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dilba, just call me Quega, dear. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be here. The Sample Access Podcast, Episode Two. Uh, feels exciting. Welcome to the program. Let's get to um, today's talk. Uh, last week or the first episode. We did some introduction into what what we can say something is about for the most part people picking influences from other artists recreating music and um uh, you know just just switching genres and remaking sounds basically so we tried to do some introduction into that uh we picked four songs uh, which is going to be the culture on the show two pairs now that's that's a better way to say it last week we did sonia spence slash ldd don and nas slash lord of ajasa um if you didn't catch that you can still listen at any time uh from wherever you get your podcast from so uh, we're back today to get into the mood we have a, a long range is it really a long range today yeah okay. i think, I think like a range of artists or musicians that we will be featuring on the program today uh, but we'll get to that. But before that, there is this short, you know, uh, part we will we, we'll get to uh, before we get uh, deep into the program for today, Nelson. Yeah, um, most of the time we're going to try our possible best to do a couple of, you know, talks before we get into the songs that we're going yeah. to analyze proper. Just as a way to explain the concept. Yes. The concept of sampling is like a very big yeah wide range wide i feel range. like it's i kind of feel like personally like it's never ending so like you're always going to, have, you're going to have a reason to talk about music now music tomorrow and forever mm-hmm. so the one we're doing today is the evolution of music evolution of music and the dance culture so i know i know a lot, a lot of people don't know this but like when a genre is being introduced to, to an audience there's always something in particular that goes on with that sound or genre because you know like we are humans there's a need for us to connect yeah. with the sound for example i was telling you about the blues like if you think about the blues the black kind of the blues not like the one that was redefined when, when you say the blues for those who are maybe younger listeners uh, or you know millennials who don't really mess with old music like that when you say the blues does that is that the same thing as r&b music no no it's not it's not okay. now we're talking about people like Break it down. king like bb king okay. um big mama thornton that like i said last time on our show these are kind of these are songs that um they're very um is it is it, is it not i don't want to say sorrowful but there's this you know stretching of the voice when you okay. sing it there's this always you know i can't sing out i've done it but well i'm not going to try and embarrass is myself that some kind of nina simone or yeah exactly nina simone is blues and that's why i said big mama thornton okay. is blues bb king is blues now King Cole on a good day is blues as well. Um Frank there, Sinatra. Before we go on, are there Nigerian examples of those? I'm thinking about it right now. I from as far as I know, what I can year, what year was I, I can start corrected. The blues has been like, you know, for from for I think about a hundred years. That's that's like the bedrock of music, you wow. know, for black people especially. Mm. Like they had this, you know, you could call it um it's a way of expressing yourself easily. Jazz and blues, there's yeah. there's kind of like, except for the instrumentals, like rebel music. That comes, exactly, 
you think about like when you think about the blues like the black kind of blues in quote think about like times of the slaves when mm. black people were still slaves in the yeah. US so that kind of originated from that part so you understand exactly why maybe you might not be able to think that sounds from what, what I can get from what you're saying is it sounds like lamentations when people yeah. from, from the slave farms yeah. maybe were trying to express themselves with music and they sing this sorrowful song. Yes, yes. Uh, because it brings to mind people like uh, poets, the poet Maya Angelou. Yes, yes, yes. You can connect to those men you mentioned. Yes. Not in cold. I think I'm going to say, I feel like I'm feeling good by Nina Simone. It's like a perfect example mm. for what I'm trying to explain. Okay. Because, okay. like, you know, there's this thing about like, especially when there's redefining of genres. Sound. The more the sound gets like, for example, what I'm saying right now, when you have blues at first, it sounded a certain way. Yeah. Then 10 years, 20 years afterwards, it's sounding completely different. Because has the same altered. yeah, has the same bedrock, the same idea, the same power, strength, or you know, idea of singing the song, the yeah. same approach, but like a different way entirely. Maybe like it's more uh, modernized or mm. more like it's more electrical. Because I know one thing about the blues though, the power of the power of the vocals is very important like the vocals drive the song yeah, yeah. it's not now whereas you know we have like producers making beats that are really cool and then you just vibe on it yeah. so blues like that speaking of the blues and this kind of sound um one name comes to my mind doris a yeah doris i think doris doris a would be um I think Doris Day should be, I think classical 60s. I wouldn't okay. call her blues. Because that classical 60s time, they were not like like the Frank Sinatra's mm. and the Nat King Cole, like I said earlier. They were not very... The, the only thing that was really good about them is the fact that they had a raw sound. Okay. Like a completely raw sound. When, you think about, when I think about Doris Day, a lot of songs come to my mind. There's... Um, um, perhaps, 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 Kesera, yeah. which is like the most yeah, popular like one. And um, I have this particular song, um, Can't Stop Falling in Love with You, that was redone by um, Elvis Presley and U2 Band. But I think if we're going to talk about Doris Day at some I mean, point, we need to get back to her. Now we're getting too old already. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's come but back there's to There's a reason for that. Yes. Before we leave this, this uh, arena, Speaking of them, Elvis Presley, yeah. I don't know them. Elvis I just Presley, their Doris, name. Day, Doris Day, Frank Sinatra, Frank, those guys, when, King Cole, those names, Nina Simone. They sound like, like you, you mentioned classical. Yeah, that's why I, like, I like to call them something classical. classical. Yeah. Now, and then you also mentioned a while ago that the sounds change. Yeah, it's evolving. Now, I, I feel from those sets of guys, sounds became faster. Is that what it's? What it was. Well, not faster. For example, I don't know. Which, I, I really don't think we have enough time to actually talk about all these people. Yeah. But like, for example, people like Frank Sinatra, they perfected the use of a microphone. But, but but my point is about the pace of the music. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the pace had they to were change. slower. They were much slower. Yeah, they were calmer. Yeah. But with time, you started to see pacing. Fast paced. Fast. That's like in the 1970s. And I want us to agree that indeed, from the beginning of making music yeah music grew faster yes yes we can both agree on that yes although remember that um for different kind of sounds for example like normal african sounds have always been fast let's go to reggae for instance in this same sphere too yeah. listen to bob marley and those who made music around that era yeah that's 75 they were the pace was kind of slower yeah that's the uh, but when them bujubantin and the rest of them this came is, around busy signal yeah busy signal all of them started Doing, and then you started to see all kinds of reggae, which is not the slow type, 
then you you had dancehall which was way too fast yeah it's the same thing with nigerian music started you know with some slow Slow pace and then it gets faster now i'm trying to see if Will music continue to grow faster? I mean, look at EDM. Afrobeat is jumping <laughs> look from, at EDM. from Afrobeats to EDM. So look at EDM. EDM is, EDM is wild. I, for somebody like Electronic me, music. For somebody like me who's like an old soul, I, I like to call myself that. I feel like I am. Because yeah. I listen to more of old music. I would listen to 60s, 70s more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the 70s, not so much. I think 80s is kind of like my jam. But then, like, EDM is somewhere right now. EDM is always weird for me. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to EDM over and over again to take it in so I feel like I do not know maybe in the future maybe Maybe at some point maybe maybe people get to like you know go back to because that's the thing about music you never know where it's headed yeah I mean it seems like for example I'm going to use this example right now I will try not to talk too much about it from um, 1980 down to 1987 we had what we call driving music that's an evolution of disco it's not more um it's not more the usual disco vibes of you know ba, 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 you understand like mm-hmm. doing the dance moves and everything yeah. and it moved to jivey sound so this was a tad bit slower yeah. but more like groovy that's what we call jivey music mm-hmm. that's where you have the you know you call something dance that's when you put um, jazz and disco together yeah. so stuff like that and then from 1988 there was a change Teddy Riley Babyface L.A. Reid um, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. These are producers. Yeah. They came in and changed the idea. That's when we st- and But then, like, the main change that happened was when Teddy Riley made New Jack Swing. And that changed the game completely. Okay. Because there was now a move from regular to irregular. Mm. New Jack Swing had gospel, blues, R&B, rap, all merged into one. So, as at that time, it was fresh breath of air and at the same time it was too much for people to handle so they would be like what kind of sound is this that sounded like the EDM of that time mm. funny story is New Jack Swing didn't last for long New Jack Swing was only there for like 9 to 10 years mm. but what happened was New Jack Swing bested a different idea and approach towards music mm. so people saw that you can actually merge this and this this and this I, would, I don't want to digress from the main point of why yeah, I talked yeah. about blues at first yeah. so I'll go back to that now in 1970 when disco started for us, for people to actually get in tune with disco, yeah. there was something that came with the disco sound, which was what? Dance. When you think about disco, you think about um, Saturday Night Live that John Travolta starred in, although that was in 77. But then, before those times, you had people that would do purely disco, like mm. Shake. Mm. Purely, I mean, when I mean purely disco, like all you hear, village people, that's disco too. Village people did a couple of disco songs. Mm. So all those guys were really good the sound was pa 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 this very exciting you know mm. even if it is slow it's like pa 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 was that pa, around pa, the same pa. time Dr. Dre started producing nah Dr. Dre didn't start till like I don't know late 80s, 80s maybe like 88 I don't think Dr. Dre started no till like 80s nah, nah maybe Dr. they would say that's why, I, that's why I said New Jack Swing mm. helped a lot of things yeah. I can't say New Jack Swing breathed rap that's a lie because rap was already from 1979 mm. but the idea of the fact that disco was tap disco and rap has like a link so obviously dr dre has a link so, with disco and rap because of the origin of rap is from disco entirely yeah. so that kind of like connect and that's a good thing about connecting sound sound to connect 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 so but what i'm still saying about these genres of music so before a music is being accepted there has to be something the blues 
the blues tickles your emotions, mm. makes you want to think, you know. It's sometimes it's sometimes very sorrowful, but at the same time, it's kind of like very beautiful. Mm. Not kind of like it is very beautiful. So after a while, blues evolved and became more um, you know, wordplay and how beautiful your vocals are. Mm. Because the origin of blues says your vocals should drive the song, not the song driving your vocals, yeah. which is what we have now for the dance. So, uh, um, the, the, the people who are listening will probably be lost. So, <laughs> yes. So, what is going on? But of course, we are trying to explore these topics as much as possible. Uh, we're talking about uh, samples, but before that, we, we were trying to uh, explain how new kinds of music always come with you know a culture yeah sometimes it's the dance sometimes, sometimes it's the, the way the emotions are being yeah, sometimes how it tickles your emotion yeah, yeah. emotions so the reason because we are still going to somewhere way different from all the things mentioned <laughs> yeah yeah right. mentioned. <laughs> we are going to fuji in a bit yeah but the reason we open with that is because um across all kinds of genres what we see today with you know, dance music, when a song comes out, for instance, Burner Boy's new song, Waiting the Sop, I saw a video, I'm not sure if it's Waiting the Sop, Waiting the Sop, but there's a video he made with his friends where they already have a challenge. Mm. There's a challenge that comes with, you know, that they want people to dance this this type of way. That happens a lot nowadays. Yeah, it's like, now. a, it's not, it's not, and it's not a new thing, yeah, actually. Yeah, I was, I was coming to that. Olamide, when Shakiti Wabo came, came up with a dance and then i mean look at the zlatan zankus the shaku shaku yeah so yeah. and it didn't just start with you know the new guys like you mentioned that time mm. like, disco music there had to be something like there disco for example anybody that is familiar with disco would always remember saturday night fever taking us to um um one of the the the, 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 the two songs we'll be we'll be comparing first uh and we are talking about Late Doctor Sekiro and the Barista. Yes. So there was the popular song called Fuji Garbage. First of all, we know that Doctor Sekiro and the Barista was revered. It's still revered yes. as the pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Even even though, even, even, um, even though they don't really agree about even it. Even Shino Peters kind of thinks she was the one that like started the stuff. Yeah, some stuff the sound. Let's just not get to yes, politics yes. of it. But. He is a pioneer. Yeah, one of the pioneers. One, one of the pioneers of Fuji music. And this song we are talking about, we are going to review now, is, is called Fuji Garbage. The reason we went all the way to talk about evolution of music coming with a culture like dance is because Fuji Garbage, essentially for the first 10 minutes of that song, yes, Baba was talking about... This is a, this this is is a, a genre of music. To move your body. Yeah, a genre this of music. This song can is dance for too. you to dance. Yeah. And then... What comes to mind again in the same Fuji genre is the yo yo yo. So what what we see today with new challenge, new dance. Mm, whenever you are bringing out your song at that yeah. time, you had you know a way to introduce a particular dance. This is how you dance to it, and then you even sing it in in the, in the entire song. So Fuji Garbage. We're going to talk about a song that sampled Fuji Garbage, but let's just get to the history of you know this particular song. Yeah, um, Doctor Sikiru and the Barista and the Africa International oh, Music Ambassadors. Soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. Um, he was part of the pioneers because there's a lot of you know talk here and there of who exactly started this stuff. It's not like that. and I think it's based on record. I'm sorry to say, but I feel like we have. We have a very bad culture for keeping records in Nigeria. Yeah, not if if even um, we had something that you know we had lots of 
people keeping records, proper records, we'll be able to say, okay, this came out from this at this particular time because Fuji Garbage came out in the year 1988. So, like, and for someone like me that is not very, very familiar with the Fuji culture, if I want to tap in and use, like, what I have at my hand or what I can get with Get Around or something, I would be able to say Fuji started officially for me in 1988. Mm. But some people that was the first that was the first time he was and you know but of course that wasn't the first influence of Fuji uh, yeah I do I do know that but like I have to like set a date to it because I can't say 70s or 60s because I can't say that it, uh, yeah so there's no record proper record so I can say in 1988 when Dr. Sikro and the came out with Fuji Garbage it cemented Fuji as a genre mm. now I didn't say it is when it started meanwhile speaking of records before you continue you are talking about the fact that proper records were not kept. Yes, yes. And I mentioned something that I really don't think it's a, it's our fault like that, like that. Because I mean, look at the the resources we had at the time. Radio stations that were coming in at that time were being trained by the BBC. Yes. I think it was majorly the BBC's influence yes, yes. that was major. So we're talking about people who were just trying to, you know, yeah, they were they were doing their bits to make documentaries at the time about the theater about the music they were representing the culture but they are not as much at the time to keep all the records that could have been kept and again i'm sure some of the records they keep are still available and then you look at the environment are we equipped enough in terms of our media industry in in the 70s and the 80s were they very well equipped to take care of all of the historical perspectives or um, records that had to be taken but by the way, it's not too bad. A lot, yeah. A lot of our... I mean, the fact that we can still actually put a hand on some of this yes. is actually and then major. I, I like what um, many of our senior colleagues are doing. I know of Ilya Deonju who does regular interviews. In fact, he has... I'm sure if we get to him, he has, you, you know, some yeah. solid... Yeah, he'll be able to tell us one or two things. He has a bank of information about all of these OGs. So, uh, it's not too late lots of these records have been taken down and yeah. they are being compared to know what started at what time big shout out to Egmonde Ladeonju for the work he does in terms of chronicling um, music traditional music in Nigeria from um, as long as we can remember yeah I remember I also want to um, talk about like um, a couple of people on Twitter as well there's this young man um, Tife Babalola I can't remember his son name right now it goes by Tifer something. Okay. So he's actually been doing very well too, trying to gather up, you records. know, Nigerian records. And I like the fact that it's actually not just, it's not centric, like it's not particular, like putting his mind on maybe one type of sound, mm. not Fuji centric. Mm. That's the word I wanted to use. See, he does, you know, Juju, Akpala, All anything he could lay his hands on, you know, he would mm. get around them and try to understand what they were, what how they got to that level. And I remember this, one of the things that happened then, the fact that, you know, all those times you had bands going into the studio to record so there was no much of um, producers doing stuff they had an engineer that was a big man at that time uh, Mr. Lack Adenero I have not heard so much about him lately so I can't say whether he's still or is yeah or he's still active or not which is really sad but I'm I'm still going to find out maybe in one of our episodes I'll yeah, talk about him more because he's a big man he did a lot of engineering jobs mm. I'm calling him an engineer because I don't want to call him a producer yeah. because you still have to give the production credits to 
Dr. Sikura in Ibarishita because his band, that's the Africans International Music Ambassador. I don't know how they came up with those names. These names just you know, crack me up every time. Everyone at the time had their way. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember the 80s is, and uh, Africa 17. Uh, Baba Orlando or Little Orlando or had the Canaries. Well, uh, there were all kinds of names. Yeah. A lot of names. And that was the vibe at the time. Now, before we go to the song that sampled Fuji Garbage, yeah. the discography of Baba Barista, how much of it do we know? I mean, I, I used to stay with an uncle that every morning, I stayed with him for like six months. And I can say 70% of the mornings when I wake up from 6 a.m. Barista is already playing. I think, I think. And then there was, there was a, there was a new tape. He had the CDs. This man made a lot of songs. Yes, that Either from albums, from live plays, mm-hmm. everything put together is is a lot. Looking at the looking at the time, looking at that time, big shout out to all the Nigerian artists that started from the seventies. I have to say that I'm talking about the Peacock Band. I'm talking about um, Victor Laya, Victor Waifu. Those men, they were not playing around. Mm. When you say records now, Fuji Gabriel is the record that we are dealing with today. Mm. Tomorrow, we might need to pick up on another record entirely because. Because he has so much, you know, so much. So basically, like, this is just one of those songs. But I think anybody that remembers um, Dr. Sikura, I'm talking about people that, regular people without, um, you know, uh, affiliation with Fuji, would say Fuji Garbage is the number one song that comes to mind. But if you're t- in terms of records, so much, we can't talk about them till the end of the show. Yeah. Quickly, um, um, Mode 9 sampled this song, uh, which is very unlikely, yeah. Fuji to Hip Hop. And this is, we're talking hardcore. Uh, hardcore hip hop, hardcore. hardcore. Hip-hop. So Mode Nine did a mixtape in May 2015. Yeah, 12th uh, day of um, 30 days of Mode Nine. 30, 30 days of Mode amazing. Nine. I just found out about that recently. I feel so sad. I'm going to say this. I want to say this. I'm trying to expose myself. This is me exposing myself. For my love for rap, it's so weird that I had to find out this way about the uh, uh, Mode Nine 30 days of rap. I'm so because I felt like it should have been something that you know. We actually knew about for a very long time and i think i have a number of the songs here um on the first day that's first day of may he released optimus prime that was produced by exo on the second day he released the danger zone that was produced by stomatic on the third day he released da vinci mode i think i like that one in particular produced by apprentice um there was mode nine featured versus that's part one and there was on the fifth day he had you don't know produced by mode nine that's mode nine copy himself <laughs> mode nine copy yeah uh, on the sixth day, he had Mode 9 Connect. He has um, on the seventh day, Victory. Yes, that was produced by Kid Connect. And um, eighth day, he had Smiling Faces, which featured um, Ikechuko, produced by Craftmatics. On the ninth day, he had Salute by Iblis, featuring um, Casino and B Elect. These are people that are very underground OGs that people don't really know about. Um, Mode 9 also did on the tenth day, Do You Want More? And he did um, Oversize Mapi on the 11th day. And the 12th day, Rise Up and Dance. There's so much. I really don't think we can actually go through all of them. But I've said at least, at least now you've heard about 12 of them. And then we have gotten to that part. Now, this is the most important part. The Rise and Dance. Rise I, Up and Dance. Rise Up and Dance. Now, I, when you think Rise Up and Dance, I really did not... I have to say this first off. But I did a really great job with the production. With that, of that song? Yes. First of it all, is, I I didn't know up until recently that he produces too. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is I, I listened to his podcast and from there he told stories about you know um, I listened to one of the stories where he mentioned that he 
learned to produce from some guys and then uh, he he also produces which is a good thing to find i just like his rap uh, and so i listened to his rap i really didn't follow the production part but uh 30 days of mood nine first of all i think it was just vibing i mean this is creativity yeah yeah so let's just do something i mean he has he has a lot of um users on lockdown for yeah. the 30 days because yeah. that's that's a lot actually because people like um, but I'm sure they didn't do the projects in 30 days. Kid Connect, Maybe Apprentice. some of the songs had been done already. Oh, just true, though, true, though, done true, obviously. It, it, I think it, it so. A lot. It's like, it's like, we I all... I look forward to that on this podcast. We all know, we I'm all sure know, like... We'll explore the story. Yeah, I'm very sure. We all know that, like, Nigerian artists, especially, they have lots of songs in the hard drives. And this happens to all kind of artists as well. Um, I remember one of, um, um, one of my friends uh, that we're talking about, our old love for music, uh, my co-host on my radio show blast from the past he was telling me about the fact that there are some people that some artists we know that only release an album and they have so much in universal records mm. that universal would not release because they were not maybe completed or almost completed or and they had some issues, they had some issues with it or issues to be sorted maybe sampling mm. issues which will get to some Very time important. in the future and um i was like wow i'm like wow so some artists right now they have over a thousand songs and i think that's what Modai just did you know what see i'm going to give you 30 days of great music every day and I'm, every day I'll drop it and this Rise Up and Dance like I said production quality was epic we shout out to Brave by the way Brave was uh, on Futa Radio in 2015 at the time I want to be double sure about this but I remember I was always talking about you know every day a song dropped it was bringing updates oh Mode 9 has a new song from the 30 days of Mode 9 project I, at the time I was I was like yo this is crazy I don't think anyone else has done it in Nigeria to drop a song every day of the month I don't think so I mean that's, I don't think that's, the only thing I can remember that is even a beat no, it's not even close but like I can think of it is when Chocolate City did Lamb August okay. and they released an album like not yeah. every day about four albums, four in, albums month. in the month apart from that I don't think any other I can't think of they should I was, I'm ready to stand corrected they should tell me because th- thinking of Lamogos Lamogos was solid month yeah, for yeah. Um, MI Den Cypher's and album. Cypher's albums that were really solid Black Bones that yeah, Black Bones did um, AQ and um, AQ and um, Loose Canon dropped, dropped. Um, I think um, this lady DJ Lambo did a mix yeah, or something yeah yeah. and it was, then, it was a good, then, good then I think it ended with MI dropping um, Young Denzel and I think it was around the same time it was around the same time they came to Futa that was the first time I saw Black Bones perform I had never really known Black Bones I mean which is one of the okay, up until then yeah, yeah I, 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 I never I, I'm not sure I heard him before yeah. I probably heard and I didn't pay attention oh, right. okay, so I had heard Mami Water by Black Bones and uh, Oxlade but when I saw him perform I'm like okay okay I have it's to not pay bad. attention it's not bad I have to pay attention it's very eccentric by the way I, which I, is I, one I, thing that is going well, let's not get to Black Bones character I mean, yeah. we, are, we are deviating too much again. yeah yeah but, but it's important to be on the road if you're in Lagos and you don't move around and you don't travel to perform you don't connect with new audiences a lot of people might not know what you're doing at so, all. so it's good to and beyond that if I'm hearing your music it's not the same feeling when I see you perform it, it brings a whole different vibe to it back to Rise Up and Dance so Mode 9 out of the 30 songs he made in the month of May 2015 day 12 was Rise Up and Dance which is the song that caught our attention where he sampled uh, late Ainde Barista's Fuji garbage. He just picked a part of it. One of the, I think the chorus. Or, yeah, or, or, rise up and dance. Rise up and dance. It even just he looped the rise up and dance. Rise up and dance. And then he rapped over yeah. the entire thing. 
Uh, I think at the ending part, you now allowed the song to play normally with yeah, its original beats. I go dance with my city, oh. yeah, yeah. So it's it's creativity. I mean, it's it's a good way to you know just explore an unexpected sound. Yeah, one thing that comes close to that in Nigerian hip hop is Olamide sampling Kwamwan. What's the song? Anifowoshi. Anifowoshi. So, Anifowoshi was really big, oh. It was big. It was it really was big. big. Really so big. we are going to play the two songs we are. Well, we're pairing for the first part of the Sample Access podcast today. Late Dr. Sikiru Ayinde Barista doing Fuji Garbage. You just hear a snippet of that. And then we'll play Mode 9 titled Rise Up to Dance, where he sampled the Fuji Garbage song. So let's get to that. We'll be right back on the Sample Access podcast. Rise up to dance to my new Fuji Garbage. Rise up to dance to my new Fuji Garbage. Rise up to dance to my new Fuji Garbage. Rise up to dance to my new Fuji garbage. Me I go dance. I go dance with my sweetie, oh. I go dance. I go dance with my sweetie, oh. Stop now, baby. Mood on the beat. Hey. Don't front, just sway to the rhythm of the beat These days we playing for keeps and we rolling in fleets Like a majesty's royal navy or the Spanish Armada Go harder! Lord Nelson of flow, single-handedly I followed many styles of the game, now it's all whack They say they can't dance to this, cause it's just rap Play the back, cause the beat's not fast like that Rap that you shake to, this is the breakthrough Mode 9, stay true, yeah, grab your partner, reveal the harmony of a subtle body starter Beautiful pandemic, so spasmodic, sound brown in your movement, sort of osmotic Diffusion, no semi-permeable membrane, spiritual ritual lyrics will drive me insane The last four bars were deep, get on your feet, man Welcome back to the Sample Access Podcast. My name is Buiga. I'm with the man Nelson. Uh, we are talking about two pairs. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, two pairs, because the first one is a pair, the second two one. Two pairs, like we about, always you know? do. Um, we just played you first Fuji pair. Garbage and Rise Up to Dance, two different generations of music. Uh, how many years apart again? Um, 1988 to 2015, so that's a lot, almost 15 uh, 15 plus 12, 12 27 years 27 years that's a lot that means someone somewhere right now it's might fun. be doing hip hop or afro beats yeah. you have there's nothing stopping you from checking for a dollar and picking an influence and making a big song out of it funny stories just make sure you clear the sample yeah funny stories I spoke to one of my friends recently and I told him that there are a couple of Nigerian songs that I listen to because of the fact that I listen to a lot of old Nigerian songs and I hear some some elements of beats mm. that is just amazing and i feel like this beat should not waste <laughs> like I would, reuse i'm it. like yo this can't just this no make this beat no waste now recycle it because like somebody should do something with this yeah. it doesn't have to be rap that's the good thing about sampling because that's what we're coming into now yeah the yeah. song we're about to talk on now Speaking it's not of, just about rap you know like we have like other songs like other genres of songs that can actually tap from different kinds of music mm. i like the fact that today we talked about Fuji connecting to hip hop, yeah, and not just regular hip hop. I'm talking about 
hardcore. hardcore. And now we are now going into um, Wally Thompson's La La Le Friday. I need to say something first. Go ahead. I have been looking for La La Le Friday, the original song, forever. I do not know Did you check how to a, get it. A, a Apple Music. I've checked everywhere, but I would. That's the only person I've not checked, which is weird. It's because I do but, not but use an iPhone. To Maybe that's why. Apple Music. I don't know. It should probably be on YouTube. Mm, I checked YouTube. Trust me, I've scouted YouTube for yeah. for days. So that's one thing to check about La La Le Friday songs. But I'm glad that Recording. some of the OGs are putting their songs on the big platform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Alexo. I'm going to say this. I don't know if a lot of people know who Alexo is. Alex O, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm an old man. Alex O um, did Banana, did... Alex O was big in the 80s, like in the 88s. All I know about 90s. Alex O is Faze mentioned him. She's so fine, yeah. um, pretty, pretty lady. Yeah, yeah, I remember originality. Alex O, magic fashion. Yes, I mean, yes. Alex O was big. wouldn't know these OGs if their stories are not told like you mentioned. So yeah. Faze doing that song, originality, really opened my eyes to people like Evienna Ugoli. I knew her songs, mm. I didn't know the person. There's a song by Nigeria titled Nigeria Go Survive. I didn't know who. I still don't know how to pronounce her name. Venom. Veno Mariogi. Veno Mariogi. Some of those names, a lot of these kids, a lot of us kids don't know them just because, you know, probably don't rock with old music. Yeah. Speaking of connections, Sauce Kid and Michael Cree. I didn't know Michael Cree. Yeah. Until I went back to listen to Omogay by yeah. Soskid so, so many stories so I do not have we do not have enough time trust bridges. me go ahead trust me because Thompson. yeah so Wally Thompson um, the original Lale Friday I've not heard it in a very long time I can remember hearing it when I was younger but mm. like I've been it's been very difficult but there's one that we can actually find that's the one he did with the Remedies yeah Remedies um, Lale Friday's remix and they called it um, Hip Juju Eddie Montana and Idris Apple. yeah Hip Juju really really good song because I think everybody now knows the that particular song way more than the original. Mm. I know the original. I, I can remember the original. I remember the. But it's just not common. Place. Yeah, but I think not, radio. Yeah. My my story about La La Le Friday is radio. I grew up in Lagos for 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 the early part of my my life, and on radio I can recall on radio. Yes, Remedies was playing. They were playing Belinda. They were playing. What's this song that we're talking about? La La Le Friday. Friday. So that, that Belinda, we're going to come back to it. Yeah, that's yeah. Gary Hardell's song. That sample, was sample. Yeah, yeah there's another that's another story for another time. <laughs> so Wally Thompson. So recently, I, I I got to know that he's actually still active. Yeah, he's he is, he actually is. performing. Yes. So we're comparing um, La La Le Friday by Wally Thompson, which we can call Juju. He is a Juju musician, mm. but the song remix done with rem- with the remedies. Uh, is called Hip Juju. That's, yeah, that's a genre. Yeah, Hip Juju, Hip Juju collections. Apparently, they also, it wasn't a genre. They didn't create a genre. They just did a couple of songs that combine combines hip hop and, and juju. juju. So they called so it Hip Juju. Now we are we are we are linking the Juju genre of music to Zinoliski's Mark Barrio that dropped only a few weeks ago. Are we going to call it pop? That's Malian's music. Yeah, pop. Oh, it's Malian's music. That's Ma- Malian music is a different genre. Meanwhile, shout out to Rexy on this one. Mm. That guy is the default producer. <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> for secretary music. Oh, is it? Don't call so, it secretary music. It, it's not secretary music, yeah, but that. that's like the easiest way to, de- to describe it. Secretary songs, you can, if you're not a DJ, you can easily play one into the next and the beat will sound the same. Yeah. And then they are the ones banging all the clubs. Every time. All the, that's like the defo- default club music. There's this, Nigeria. there's this kick, and there's this um, 
synthesizer sound that she uses. I know a lot of people know as I'm speaking net talk. Mm. This is pure net talk. There's a kick that he uses and this synthesizer. I can't make the sound, but it's like something like that. He uses it at like every there's no beats, no pure Rexy beats you listen to mm. that does not have that sound. That sound is spiritual. Back to Zinoliski's Mark Pario. It wasn't produced actually by Rex. Yeah, Let's yeah, just point I, that out. I just went to Malian music because <laughs> Zinoliski is signed to Malian music. Yes. Shout out to them. They are easily top 10 Nigerian labels. No, no jokes. Is, presently, is that presently, no jokes. Not maybe not top ten of all time, but presently, presently, when the year, when I mean, the they, year are, they they look very well positioned. Yeah, when the year of our Lord twenty twenty, the man himself Naramali. Yeah, there's there Mobad. Mobad. Yes, Zinoliski. And then there is the recent boy lighter. Lighter, I think mm. there's one more. So uh, they seem to be doing good. Yeah, they're doing okay. I mean, their father is doing good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, think, I think he would prefer president. Yeah, but moving president. on, moving on with Brazil. So, so it wasn't pro- produced by Le- Rexy, Rexy yeah. but the song. What genre is it now? That's what I'm saying. I think I would I would Afro want beats. to call it Afro pop. Afro pop. Yes. Okay. Because of the fact of you know the way it's been like the way the song was. Approached, song was approached like it sounded like a pop song. Okay, sounded like a pop, but you know, African African element in it. That's why I said Afro pop. Mm. It's kind of like a song. This would have been a song that, um, if it was in English, it was it was an English version. I I wouldn't be shocked if somebody like Banky W did something like that. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying exactly that I feel like it's Afro pop. Okay, so Zinoliski sampling Wally Thompson, all he picked from it is just two lines. Yeah. La la la, Friday. And then, me, yo, basu, me, yo, basu, me, yo. That, that was all you took. Yeah, that's it. And how much change happened to Ex- those two lines? Exactly. So that's the thing. The two lines were sung in a modern way. Okay. That's why. That's just the difference. That's why I wanted to talk about the fact that you can take an old music and just approach it differently make it sound more modern yeah. and then it's, it's not not the same thing anymore yeah. but the part where she does an ad lib la 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 le, Friday la 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 yeah. it reminds me of it is Abdul Karim on the originals yeah. on the, oh, the remix. original remix that sounded like that so mm. that part kind of like and for anybody that listens to that song see that's the full power of sampling music mm. older people would love your song mm. first of all because the song they're familiar with I can play the song for an older woman and the moment she hears that on Friday, she doesn't even know who sang it, but she loves the song. Yeah. And she listens over and over again and then you discover that it's not actually a bad song. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually um, didn't like it at first and then I saw the video. I mean, it, I don't know. I th- th- I th- there's I th- the same maturity that, that the song yeah, I thought comes the, with the song. I thought the flow of the song was I magical. New, I don't want a new neighbors to, to know my name. name. I, I thought I thought it's, the flow... It's a filthy song, yeah. but it comes with some kind of maturity. First time I heard the song, I didn't like pay attention to it. But when I heard that on Friday, I knew, okay, this was a song I was familiar with. But it sounded different. Mm. And then a friend of mine played the song over and over again. Shout mm. out to you. I'm not calling your name. But you played the song over and over again and I had to listen. So at some point, I played this record. First of all, I had to say this. You know, this guy has been out there for a while. But this is the first song that he's actually putting out that is very solid. That's why I have to say, great maturity behind mm. the song. Like he took it like a mature artist would mm. take a song. What are some of the other songs that he has done? Has There's this Caro. We're going to talk about Caro later. Caro was also sampled, sampled the song as oh, well. Okay. I think he has been sampling a couple of songs. You know? <laughs> like, but because the Caro... Which is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing at all. Sampling is not a bad word. I'm using the words of Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest. Sampling is not a bad word at all. So, like, that particular Caro song had heavy samples. Because this, Mark Pyro is 
a little bit small, not yeah. like really heavy, but yeah. that one had solid heavy sampling. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Caro on another episode, but uh, takeaways from Wally Thompson's song being sampled by Zinoliski shows us uh, how many years apart from '98. No, no, no. Um, the original Wally Thompson song, I can't, I can't exactly remember the year, but, but I know. But the, we're talking 97, 98. Uh, let's just say 97, 98. And that's, but, that's, that's, uh, that's 23 years. 23 years. 23 years, because the remix was even 2000. Like I'm a, 2000, exactly. I'm actually happy that Wally Thompson is still very active. Yes. He still plays Juju music. Yes. Uh, there was one performance he did. He performed for a particular brand on a show, and, you know, when the song came up, that's like the only song of his that the younger population can connect to. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So and, La La, when La La Le Friday comes on, you can recall, oh, I know this song from yeah. one time ago. Yeah, so. and the good thing now is that's one of the things that we're probably going to talk about like later on, maybe in like other episodes. The fact that sampling and sound can bring back memories. Mm. And if the person is still active, for example, like Wally Thompson, I think Wally Thompson might be able to get no, I'm saying he should be able to get even for the corona period he could get jobs right now yeah yeah. like easy look at the uh, obesity comeback exactly just because go, go, be careful over 20 years and then people went back to listen to the song he got more interviews I'm sure Whoa. more media exposure means yeah. more people okay, more, more sounds more people listening to sound more people picking up on shows yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm I'm imagining like Wally Thompson doing like maybe maybe a Malia music festival. Yeah. And Wally Thompson and then, comes up and he does the song. And as he's finishing his Lala Friday, they just start the new song. That would be magical. That's cool. Uh, let's wrap up and talk about. Do we think or I know I I don't think um, um, um royalties must have exchanged hands in this new generation of sampling, especially in Nigeria. It's because of we don't have the um, structure. structure. There's no hierarchy in this country I'm sorry to say we have only few record labels so I'm going to talk about some record labels that had been but before are, now if, if you're a registered company is is it not okay for you to want to do due diligence and make sure that all you do is properly documented and you know don't just don't break no rules I think I think the structure of the country itself is actually hard so like it shouldn't like it really doesn't matter yeah I mean the artist who is being sampled self doesn't even also like I don't know it's only people that will have time for them to go like extra miles yeah, you can't do that in the US anymore obviously not <laughs> if you are doing if you are using the US influence or the US idea of music I'm very sure that a lot of songs in Nigeria would not be released mm. because like so much stuff that's what I was telling you some songs now you can't even do proper sampling it's for the rich mm. in the US if you are rich you can sample all you want you'll be able to pay anybody 100,000 US dollars to sample a song but who, who wants to pay 2 million dollars to sample a song here mm. I, don't even, I don't even know if the song would eat mm. I don't know whether I go boom so even the industry understands that you can't like yeah, yeah maybe now I at think, least pay, pay, pay and then you can't even pay small money someone cannot be taking 100 that's not possible I, I said some samples sampling my song at least 1 million some samples in the US is over 100,000 100,000 is about 3.5 million if not 4 million for just this and when I mean a sample it could just be a bar mm. that is redone a bar a bar of song ah come on I don't think we have that structure I wonder how much and who are the people Burner Boy will be paying royalties to? <laughs> would have paid royalties to for the Twice as Tall album. Heavy work. We can hear Shadi Adu. We can hear Mark Anthony. Uh, we can hear um, T Pain. Really? Yeah, I'm sprung. You can, can hear T Pain. There's one I caught. Ah, there is a song by Niger. I don't know if he's a Nigerian. From the moment I let you go, 
That's Macansoni. Oh, okay. Yes. That song was sampled on you. Time Flies. Macansoni. I love you. There is... Same thing with Shadi Adetu, the beginning part of this. Yeah, the same song. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not talk about there, it. There is... I, I'm just wondering how much the check is, like... The, yeah, long I mean, check, go. Well, Diddy would have taken care of Long ass check, really. <laughs> long, long check, because that can't be like... Yeah. That's not That's not going to be small money. We'll play you uh, snippets from Wally Thompson's... La La Friday. La La Le Friday. The remix version. La La Le Friday featuring The Remedies yeah. and Zinoliski. Snippets from Zinoliski's Mark Barrio, just for you to compare what part of the song was sampled it's just a tiny bit but sample is sample however tiny it is yeah um so you would be able to actually enjoy the sound and see how you know the transition from hip juju to afropop recap of the production credits for all of the oh all right all right so the recap for the production credits before we run out of here um Andy barista secret dr secret Andy barista was engineered by lack adeniro and um, Zinoliski's was produced um, by Trips. I think you could hear Trips even in the beginning of the song. Uh, Mode 9, obviously, Mode 9. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Wally uh, Thompson. Wally Thompson. I think Wally Thompson will just give the credits to the band because there was his no band. proper... Yeah, his band. There was no proper you know, Both of the stuff. acts were signed to Kenny's Music. Yeah. You could hear Scratch. So he must yeah. have gone to through a producer. The remix, the hip-hop... The, yeah, there's that... Uh, yeah, he yeah, must yeah. have gone through a producer. We'll probably get that name. Later. I mean, it's okay to give these people credit for the work they do. Yeah, this is the Sample Access Podcast. Find me on Twitter at Buiga underscore Adelia. And my name is Nelson. Find me on Twitter at N-W-A-E-N-I-E and capital N. You want to take that again? Okay. <laughs> my, you find me on Twitter on N-W-A-E-N-I-E and capital N. That's the show. We'll see you next time. On the sample access board. This is the remix, y'all. Juju hip hop, yo. Remix, y'all bringing us something new to y'all. While it comes to the remedies, yo. Y2K, Kenny's music. Bringing something new to y'all never heard. My make please in the house, yo, Wally. Get up the microphone, come on, y'all. Say I did me, Kelly. Fumi, 
lori bibi baby my body oh my body oh i don't want your new neighbors to know my love my body oh 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 yeah go body oh i don't want your new neighbors. 